I remember once sitting at the kitchen table in my grandfather's house. So he had some guests over, and I struck up a conversation with someone who was there who was not a follower of Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. He was a spiritual person. He had all kinds of questions about life and all kinds of ideas about his worldview. So I listened to what he was saying and simply asked some questions about his theories to help him see the holes in what he was thinking. All the while, my Jesus-following and loving grandfather was in the kitchen listening in on the conversation. And he would just shout out a few lines every once in a while. For example, he would say something like, Jesus is the only way to salvation. And then he would shout out, you need to repent of your sin and trust in Jesus. And then he would say, Jesus died for your sin. Now, every single thing my grandfather was inserting into the conversation was true, and I love him for it. The problem was that this guy wasn't ready to hear it. My grandfather was giving him answers to questions the man wasn't even asking. And now that I think about it, he was using the microwave approach to evangelism. And unbeknownst to me, I was actually using the crockpot for once. I'm Dr. Levi Skipper, Evangelism Catalyst for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and you're listening to No Sweat Evangelism, my podcast designed to help you make sharing your faith simple. Now, like me, you may be asking, are there any biblical examples of crockpot approach to evangelism? Randy Newman, a senior teaching fellow with the C.S. Lewis Institute in Washington, D.C., would say emphatically, yes, there is. In his book, Unlikely Converts, he writes about Paul's experience on Mars Hill. He states, If Paul had been preaching in a synagogue in Jerusalem, he might have progressed as follows. God created us in his image. We know this from the scriptures. He's not a material God like the ones the Athenians are worshiping. Therefore, we can surmise that we are not merely material beings we can conclude that we are made to connect spiritually to a spiritual God. But Paul takes a different route. He says we are God's offspring. Even your poets recognize this truth. And from that we surmise that we are not material beings. Therefore, God is not merely like gold or silver or stone. And as a result, we understand that we are made to know a personal God in a personal way to fulfill our personal nature. Now, it's clear that Paul used different approaches to his evangelism. He used more of a crockpot on Mars Hill. In fact, according to that account in Acts chapter 17, some sneered at Paul, and then some wanted to hear more. The people who desired to hear more were in the crockpot. Taking into consideration the five thresholds to cross in the life of someone, as we shared in the previous podcast, I began to consider how to transition a conversation to cross those thresholds. So I chose to use questions to help the transition. Now, to give you a bit of my own bias, I do think very linear, and I'm very systematic in my process. So as I put these questions together, I thought of them as five different conversations that build upon one another as I'm meeting with someone. Now, I'm aware we don't live in a perfect world and that the conversations may not flow as easily as I'm going to share with them now. But this is a great framework, I believe, in sharing the gospel with someone who has no belief in God, no understanding or even a desire to know the scripture, and no imparted Christian heritage. So again, the first threshold was moving from distrust to trust. Now, this is huge. This involves conversation where I'm doing a lot more listening than I am talking. 
And what I'm listening for are certain cues that lead me to ask a specific question. So what cues am I listening for? Well, I want to listen for any sign of tension or transition that's taking place in that person's life. Now, when I talk about tension, I'm talking about stress that that person may be experiencing. This could be stress at work, stress at home, or even personal stress. And when I talk about transition, this could include a change in jobs, a change in home, which could really be anything from moving to a new place, even to getting a divorce. That's transition. So when I hear tension or transition, here's what I want to lean in and ask this thought-provoking question. I just want to say, when I face struggles in life, I find it helpful to pray. What do you do? Now, following their answer to that particular question will determine how I respond. But really what I'm doing is just opening up a little bit of the conversation to spiritual matters. But my ultimate goal is to take them to a level of distrust in me to actually begin trusting in me. So I'm not just asking them what they do to try to put them on the spot. What I'm doing is opening up an opportunity for me to say towards the end of the conversation, hey, listen, I'm going to be praying for you in that particular situation. Now, the second threshold is crossing over from complacent to curious. Now, this next conversation that I'm going to have with a person, I want to make sure that they know I've actually been praying for them. So I don't want to lie to them. I want to pray for them. And then when I see them, I want to say, hey, listen, I've been praying about your situation. And maybe it's a situation between, you know, a husband and his wife, and they just got some issues. And I just say, hey, I've been praying for your marriage. Talk to me about how it's going. And then as they may respond back to me, I would love to be able to say to the individual, as you know, just recently I was reading in the New Testament, and I came across this verse that made me think of you. The verse said, love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Now, here's the crossover question, which will be something like this. What do you think about that verse? Now, at this point, what I'm going to do really is kind of gauge their response to the question. This will allow me to take inventory of their curiosity. But I've led them now in the conversation so that they know I'm actually praying for them and I'm actually thinking about them because I have a verse that matches their particular situation. Now, the third threshold is moving from them being closed to change to at least open to the idea of change. Now, as this conversation moves forward, I'm going to bring up the Bible verse that I shared with the person last time. So I may say something like, hey, man, have you thought much about the verse that I shared with you last time, that husbands are to love their wives as Jesus loved the church? And after allowing some space for the answer to be given, I may move to another crossover question. And that crossover question may go something like this. Hey, do you, do you mind if I tell you what changed my life? Now, most people are good with listening to your personal story. So here's what you want to do. You want to share how you came to know Jesus. You want to share your testimony, your story. And let me just kind of say, don't preach a sermon. This isn't a 30-minute dialogue with you sharing your whole story. This is like three minutes max. You're sharing what you were like before you came to know Jesus, how you met him, and how your life has changed. And also say, be wise in sharing your story. Keep it real. Keep it absent of churchy lingo, right? So don't use things that are going to confuse the individual about how you were once justified because of the substitutionary atonement of Jesus. 
Now, all of that's true, right? But you don't want to confuse the person. So just share how you actually came to meet Jesus. What you're doing is you're opening up the idea for them to consider a relationship with Jesus. The fourth threshold is moving from meandering to exploring. Now, this particular conversation will provide an opportunity to ask them if they've thought much about your personal story. So you can transition the conversation by introducing another crossover question. You know, now that you know my story, are you interested in knowing God's direction for your life? Now, if the answer is yes, we'll speak to them about the person of Jesus, how Jesus came to give us direction to God. In fact, use this as an opportunity to offer them a challenge to look at the life of Jesus. And you can do this so simply by inviting them to join you in reading a gospel in the New Testament. Now, again, a gospel can be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. So you could just simply say to the person, hey, if you really want to get to know God's direction for your life, you should look at the life of Jesus. And then just kind of strike up a deal, right? I've done this before. You just simply say, hey, let's do this together. Let's read through the book of Mark together. Now, mind you, consider the fact that they may not have a Bible. They may not have any idea where the book of Mark is. So you take care of that situation for them. And what I've done in the past is literally I will text them a link to that book of the Bible so they can open up the book of Mark. And I just say, you read that. Next time we see each other, we'll kind of talk about what we've learned. Now, the fifth threshold is moving from unbelief to belief. Now, again, the assumption is that both you and the individual have read one of the Gospels in the New Testament since you saw each other last. And that becomes really the jumping off point for the conversation. So you give open opportunity for the person to share what they've learned or what stood out to them about Jesus. And they may even have some questions about him that you want to seek to answer. This is your responsibility and opportunity now to share the gospel. And you really can just take the opportunity to share with them how they can turn from their sin and put their trust in Jesus. And a great crossover question. Is there any good reason why you wouldn't give your life to Jesus right now? So let me real quick just give you those questions in case you just want to jot them down, right? So that first crossover question, when I face struggles in life, I find it helpful to pray. What do you do? And then here's the second crossover question. What do you think about that verse? And obviously you point to a verse in the scripture. The third question is, do you mind if I tell you what changed my life? That's where you share your story. The fourth crossover question, now that you know my story, are you interested in knowing God's story for your life or God's direction for your life? And then the fifth question, probably my favorite one, is there any good reason why you wouldn't give your life to Jesus right now? So a good cook knows how to and when to use the crock pot and the microwave. And one of the keys is to make sure that as followers of Jesus, we don't judge someone for using a crock pot when we like the microwave or vice versa. Look, keep in mind that you need to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit as you were carrying on a conversation with someone. Look for those opportunities to be an ambassador for the sake of the kingdom. Hey, listen, if you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a massive favor. Share this with someone. Subscribe if you haven't already. It really does help. This has been a production of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and special thanks to our producer, the man, John Graham. And stay tuned, my Jesus-following friends. Another episode is on the horizon.